Buenas and half a day to our listeners on Guam and in the CNMI. It's now time for Total Health right here on Joy FM Radio, where your questions get answered by health professionals. If you have any health-related questions, we would love to hear from you. Call your questions and comments in at 472-1111 or text or WhatsApp 686-9999. If you're in the CNMI, please call 323-1113. Welcome, everybody, to Total Health. Hi, and welcome to Total Health Live. My name is Rose Trina Eladoc, and in the studio today, we have Elena Tanova, nurse practitioner at the Guam SDA Clinic. And today, our topic is psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis, right? Right. Yes. Hi, Rose Trina. We have invited Dr. Jonathan Torp to come and join our session today, and he's on his way, um, and Meanwhile, we can start the topic about psoriasis. The fact that neither he or me are dermatologists or rheumatologists, but we realize the need to talk about that. Last week, we had a dermatologist that came, Dr. Latour. Many, maybe many of you had seen him because he had 50 patients a day. Mm-hmm. And most of the patients that wanted to see him, it was something related to the immune system and many of them had psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. So we became very passionate about this topic because we see more and more patients complaining from that. And even though the Pacific Islanders are not one of the top, you know, ethnic groups that have psoriasis, we still see quite a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And even though in the genes, maybe we might, knowing being hereditary, mm-hmm. in the genes, we don't per se see those type of genes, um, that the human leukocyte um, antigens here um, that can predetermine someone to have psoriasis. We see a lot of increase that can be related to the lifestyle of our patients. And if that's the case, you know that we can turn on and turn off some of our genes. We would like to make sure that if we get psoriasis, it's not because we have done something. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I was wondering if maybe there are like certain types of foods that could trigger psoriasis. So we don't know. The answer is we don't know much about psoriasis. We have noticed certain things. Uh, smoking, it really, really aggravates it. Alcohol aggravates it. Um, foods that are very heavy in like burnt oil, like when you do barbecue. Uh, but we cannot blame entirely the foods. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be on the best diet and you can have it. And there are so many factors um, that contribute to that. And most of the times we don't always get the right answer. But if um, we are prone to that, it is good for us to know what we can do about that so we can relieve at least a little bit of the dry sensation. Mm. And and in many cases, that also is very difficult for the person, for their self-esteem. Uh, many people just have to face depression on a daily basis because they're just so helpless. You know, you see the psoriatic um, patches in your skin and you're wondering, what can I do in order to hide it? What can I do in order to take it away? And it's there. It's right in front of your eyes constantly. And so that's why we decided it would be good to, to have a discussion about it. So psoriasis, it's not a new condition. Do we see it a little bit more in the later years? Maybe, maybe not. It's not statistically significant. But it is like as Asian as like Asian Greece, maybe even before that, but we don't have any records about it. And psoriasis comes from psora, which means itchiness. Mm, Okay. It's just an itchy, itchy condition. Yeah. And in the past, um, you know, people didn't know how to associate uh, psoriasis. They were thinking maybe it's related to leprosy because, Mm. you know, it turned the skin in this white color with some redness under um, and also lichen, certain conditions of the skin. But um, this is, with time, they realize that, okay, with psoriasis, we don't see as many changes to your internal organs as we see with, of course, with leprosy. Mm-hmm. 
And with leprosy, you're losing, uh, start losing some skin, some, you know, digits, parts of your body. So it is an Asian disease. Did we learn how to treat it? Not entirely. And there are two times in our lives that we can be more predisposed of having psoriasis. We don't know why. It is between 30 and 39 and then 15, 59 years of age. Some people, some babies can have it. You know, it is as equally um, presented in female and male. Some young kids can have it. Mm-hmm. And, but it is like more prevalent between the age of 30 to 39 and 15, 59. Why? We don't know. And from those patients that uh, develop uh, psoriasis, within the first 10 years, some of them can also develop psoriatic arthritis. Is it all patients that develop psoriasis will also ev- like eventually develop psoriatic arthritis? Uh, not necessarily, no. Uh, just they, they say between 3%, 1 and 3% of the population can develop uh, psoriatic arthritis. But if it is more than 10 years of the condition, uh, we rarely see the psoriatic arthritis developing. Usually it's within the first 10 years. And so... Uh, Dr. Jonathan Torp is here, and we would like to welcome him. And we will continue talking about the symptoms and what's the difference between psoriasis and dandruff or maybe psoriatic arthritis and arthritis. And uh, if there is something we can prevent, at least the exacerbation of the condition, or it is like once you have it, there is nothing we can do about it. And, of course, we'll be very interested to know what are the latest treatments about psoriasis? <laughs> Dr. Torp, hello. Hey, welcome. Uh, thank you. It's good to be here. I, I'm sorry for being a few minutes late. It seems I hit every red light in uh, the island of Guam between SDA Clinic and Aganya. But hey, uh, it's it's a good, and I'm thankful I didn't have an accident, and I'm thankful I'm here. So, um, so I did not even here. speed because there were so many red lights and so many cars. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I actually listened to you on the radio coming in, so I heard you talking about me, and I had this deja vu, a moment like, now, wait a minute, this doesn't sound right. I should be in the studio with Elena, and I'm like, okay, I'm coming, I'm coming. You are here, right? I am, I'm now physically here, for the listeners wondering, am I actually in the room or not? I am now in the room. Okay, so I hear that um, you've talked a little bit about um, kind of psoriasis, the identifying features of it, and also a little bit of the risk factors for it. Is that what I hear you say? Correct, Okay. Yes. Well, um, I think that I, if I remember correctly, uh, there was a list of questions that you folks had t- talked about. So um, why don't we just pick up the conversation and, and uh, go from there? So I already started talking about what psoriasis, where the name comes from. And um, you can take us from what symptoms are actually expressing psoriasis. Okay, so so psoriasis, as you mentioned, um, is typically a rash, and yeah, I think you're talking about dandruff um, when I uh, stepped in the studio. So, so dandruff is that flaky kind of whitish um, flakes that come from your hair, um, and so scalp psoriasis can um, appear like that. There's a number of different types of psoriasis um, or subtypes, I should say, of psoriasis, but um, scalp psoriasis can manifest to that. The most common um, presentation that people um, see with psoriasis is kind of like a patch-like appearance that's stuck onto the skin. So it's almost like you had a big sticker that wasn't completely smooth, kind of a rough sticker, and it's stuck on surfaces of your body that are what we call the extensor surfaces. So like the outer part of your elbows, outer part of your knees um, is a very common area that we see it. It can be anywhere on the body. Um, the cl- um, the folds uh, between your buttocks. So in that cleft there, um, there's uh, can be psoriasis. It's a very common finding that we see along the edge of the hairline is another spot where we see it. So that's kind of that silver appearance, uh, a stuck-on appearance, is a very common type. Now there's a different another t- uh, another subtype of psoriasis is called erythrodermic psoriasis, uh, which is a v- incredibly painful and covers almost the entire body. It's very red, 
and um, scaly and results in what's called exfoliation or loss of a lot of the skin layers. And um, patients can have up to 80 to 90, up to 100% of their body surface area covered with erythrodermic psoriasis. And it's very, very painful for patients. And we actually have problems with like water um, dehydration, like people losing fluids um, and and loss of it and stuff. So that's um, a, a couple of the com- more common subtypes of psoriasis that we tend to see here on the island. Yeah, psoriasis, vulgaris. Sometimes we can see it on the nails. We can see also the inverted form when you see more redness than the patchy appearance. Right, uh, right, right. Yeah, so the the point is that I think for as listeners, you'd be watching for and identifying the most common type, which is that scaly appearance uh, that's a white kind of patchy glued on, uh, I'm using very lay terms here, um, plaques, meaning large patches of skin that have that appearance typically over the elbows, over the knees is the most common area. I have heard from many patients saying, you know, I developed this thing on my skin. Mm -hmm. And um, they said it is because our water is very hard here. Mm. Sometimes I hear it's very hard. Sometimes it's it's a tropical water. Um, Do you think that psoriasis has something to do with the water that we... I'm not familiar with that link. I'm not familiar at all with that link. You know, when we look at the risk factors for... psoriasis, there's a number of different ones. I, I think I heard you mention about the smoking um, risk factor. Um, the And alcohol, those two um, are definitely factors. One uh, test that we do check when it's a new patient with psoriasis, especially if it is a more severe presentation, is for HIV um, t- uh, viral testing. So there is an association between the disruptions that, of the immune system that comes with the um, HIV and uh, psoriasis manifestation. And then um, some there are uh, other environmental factors. We may not even understand all of them that trigger it. And then there's excuse me, the uh, genetic risk factors too. So some people have certain genes um, in our de- or certain sections of the genetic code which um, increases the risk for it. And this is, comes back to something we've talked about a number of different times, which is this whole idea of epigenetics. And I think, to me, it's one of the most fascinating topics in medicine. And epigenetics is basically the study of being able to turn off and turn on different areas of your genetic code. And just imagine you have the power to do that. And when we come back from the break, if you don't mind, we'll pick up on that point. If you have a question and you want to call it in, go ahead and call us. Um, If you're calling from Guam, call us at 671-472-1111. That's 671-472-1111. If you're calling from the CNMI, call us at 670-323-1113. That's 670-323-1113. If you have a message and you would like us to, or if you have a question and you would like to message us, Send us a text, send it to us via WhatsApp or via Signal at 671-686-9999. That's 671-686-9999. It's free from the CNMI. We're also streaming to Facebook, so you can put your question in the comment section below or send it to us via Messenger and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Don't go anywhere. Total Health Live is on until 6 p.m. tonight, so stay tuned and we'll be right back after the break. Would you like your student to excel? Guam Adventist Academy offers a pre-K to 12th grade program that provides a quality education based on many years of historic success. GAA provides a safe, loving, and nurturing environment that integrates the highest educational challenge with spiritual, physical, and social growth. We love children and want them to be successful both here and in God's kingdom to come. Register your child today. Call the school at 789-1515. Visit them online at gaasda.org to learn more. Oh yeah, I did it! High five, dude! Uh... 
What did you do? I gained victory over sin. He's number one. <laughs> what? Yeah, Tom faced sin down like a trash-talking opponent and did the right thing. Oh, yeah, I am so cool that way. Ooh-ah. I am a tiger. Victory, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, not sinning is a contest of your willpower? What do you mean? What if avoiding sin is less about your ability to resist temptation and more about knowing that sin makes God sad? If you remember that, does it still seem like a contest? I guess not. Can I still keep the foam fingers? <laughs> Doing what we know is the right thing should always be about pleasing God. When we make it about our ability to resist sin, then it's like telling God that we don't need his help. We can do life on our own. Truth is, we can't. Words for the Walk on Joy FM, family-friendly radio. JoyFMRadio.net See, Joe Esmosia, thanks for listening to Total Health on Joy FM. We want to hear from you. Call in with your health-related questions at 472-1111. In Guam or in the CNMI, the number to call is 323-1113. Text or WhatsApp us at 686-9999. And now, back to the show. Hi, and welcome back to Total Health Live. My name is Rose Trina. And today in the studio, we have Elena Tanava, nurse practitioner, and Dr. Jonathan Thorpe. Uh, and we're talking about arthritis and psoriatic arthritis. So, you know, just before we went to break, Elena, we were talking about this whole idea of the epigenetics of our of our bio, uh, of our biology of our body. Now, what when I say epigenetics, what does that mean to you? Oh, so I know what it means. It's oh, like okay. I'm born with certain genes, yeah. and does it mean that I'm, um, you know, pathological genes? And does that mean that I'm gonna experience all the diseases that I carry some propensity to, or maybe not? Okay. And so it is up to my lifestyle if I'm gonna, you know, um, turn on and turn off certain genes. You know, that's a, a wonderful summary of a very complex uh, concept in our body, and I think you said it spot on. I don't really need to elaborate it further, but and the point is that we have the genetic code, and buried in that code are um, segments of code or genes um, that code for specific proteins and signals in our body that can either increase our risk or decrease our risk for various diseases. And there's hundreds and thousands of these genes. And um, the, the epigenetics is the way that the DNA, the genetic code, basically coils around itself and can hide certain areas of the genetic code or expose them and express them to a greater level. So with this, you know, we see, this is why, you know, you, you might have two twins, okay, that have the same identical genetic code. One is has significant obesity, heart disease, everything else. Other uh, twin is as healthy as can be. The same genetic code. But their lifestyle, to a certain extent, has affected and determined which genes will be affected. So um, in general, you know, are just like the tobacco and alcohol. Uh, those are risk factors for development of a psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis, which is what we're going to focus on a little bit more. Um, the the other factors in our diet, you know, the types of food we're eating, are we eating pro-inflammatory foods or are we eating anti-inflammatory foods? So um, what's an example of a pro-inflammatory food? Okay, uh, let me think. Um, Oreo? <laughs> Oreos, oh man. I haven't oh, had an like Oreo <laughs> in months. I used to love those uh, wonderful cookies, the beautiful white cream base in the middle, black chocolate. Oh, you're making me hungry. Okay, so you're telling me that those are, that's pro-inflammatory and I shouldn't eat that. Um, I mean, they are increasing your chance of having an inflammatory response I, of your immune system. Can I eat one system. per year? Um, I think with, you can go by with one per year. Okay, one per year. The point is that we need to limit uh, these highly f- uh, sugary foods uh, because they, they increase risk for disease in general. And what's another example of another pro-inflammatory okay, food? Okay, a, vi- a big steak. I can say a steak, it's a mistake. Oh, times. I like that saying. A steak is a mistake. I'm going to use that one more often. That's a really good one. So, yes, um, mis- steaks are mistakes. Um, so and the animal protein, particularly if it's cooked in a dry environment. So when I mean a dry environment, I mean over like a barbecue um, where the dry heat changes the proteins um, and causes an abnormal link between protein and sugar. Um, and that's very inflammatory to the, um, uh, um, to the body. 
So that's another risk factor for disease. Uh, and then there's a highly processed meat products too um, that comes in a can and has a four-letter name starting with S. We won't go any further. Um, but I think many of the listeners will uh, identify You know, those highly processed meat products are another risk factor for disease. The World Health Organization has labeled the, highly, the processed meat products um, as class one carcinogens, meaning that they are known to cause cancer. And in a similar way, we may not have the amount of epidemiological data to prove it or to, or I should say to, to link it and show the association um, but it's also uh, highly suggestive to inducing and worsening these inflammatory, autoimmune inflammatory type diseases so what's some examples on the flip side of healthy low inflammatory foods? Okay, ready? <laughs> I'm ready, I'm ready all the fruits, all the vegetables, plant-based food. Okay. Um, we can name all of them. So what's some examples of, of food items found here on the islands that would be a low Yeah, breadfruit. It's bread great. Breadfruit okay. even has omega-3. Oh, wow. Okay. It's wonderful. Mangoes. Uh-huh. We can go crazy about mangoes. Yeah. Uh, manzanita. Uh-huh. The, the little cherry, the yes. little berry, it's so good and so efficient. Very you can even too. help gout, you know, if you have gout exacerbation. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, okay, let's go. Pineapple. Coconut, okay. the the orange one, the green mm. one, they yeah. have different benefits. Um, we can go on and on with all so, the fruits. So what I and I've said this to many of my patients uh, who come to me asking about, you know, doc, what should I be eating? I said, well, let me ask you this question: What did your great grandparents eat before the Western influences uh, came to the island? And they list, well, they think for a minute. Okay, it would be. Uh, breadfruit, uh, mangoes, pineapple, things that you talked about <laughs> just a minute ago. <laughs> and so all those foods that, you're, that, are, that our ancestors ate before all the highly processed foods came into our diet um, are in general low inflammatory foods. So that being said, there is this big genetic piece that's not necessarily the epigenetic part, but we are increased risk. And some people with a perfect diet still end up having terrible diseases like psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. And I can name off dozens of other conditions. So it's not all from our diet, but that's a significant factor. So in general, I would recommend working on as we say, cleaning up your diet. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> and making some changes there. So let's think about just and talk about it for a minute some of the different uh, risks, or sorry, some of the different complications or associated conditions with uh, psoriasis. So you, I think you mentioned arthritis. I did mention okay. arthritis. So arthritis is literally like when you translate the term, it means joint pain, okay, pain in the joint. Um, so that is uh, one of the pa- uh, complications. About 20 to 30 percent of patients with uh, psoriasis of their skin end up re- um, experiencing psoriatic arthritis. Um, the second one is um, in inflammation of the muscle itself. And that technical term is called myopathy. And then there's other conditions that patients are at risk for. Um, depression. Um, you know, I've had some patients have terrible psoriasis covering almost their whole body. And I, it's very hard for them to, to go out, to go into the community, to do things they enjoy doing. And so they get stuck at home and, and rightly so, they become, their mood becomes pretty depressed. And I feel very bad for, for them. So that's something to be, if you, if you have psoriasis, something to be mindful of, um, that you may have depression also. And depression increases your risk for heart disease and many other medical conditions. So it's something that we need to make sure that we are addressing as the healthcare community is supporting you as a patient. Um, Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis is also associated with psoriasis, meaning that if you have psoriasis, you're more likely to have those conditions. And both of those are what we call inflammatory bowel disease, where there's inflammation of the colon, uh, or the large intestine is another term that we use for colon, and typically presents with abdominal pain and bloody stools. Um, and there can be another, many other manifestations uh, that can accompany those conditions, but that's uh, something that psoriasis is associated with. Then there's a little bit of increased risk for a couple different types of cancers, increased risk for diabetes, and increased risk for cardiovascular disease. So when you consider all those risk factors, sorry, associated conditions, psoriasis is not only affecting the skin, but it affects your entire body. Entire, even the vessels, even the aorta, you can develop aortitis, Um, the the blood vessels in your eyes. 
it can affect you profoundly. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. So, Dr. Torp, is there any cure for that? We don't know what is causing it, but do we know how to, we, we can stop it? Right. So the question is, you know, how do we manage this? So um, we're going to talk um, briefly about uh, psoriasis of the skin, and then after we come back in the break here in a few minutes' time, we're going to talk more about the joints itself. But in um, the first thing that I really recommend patients to um, do is to stop smoking if you use tobacco, because that's one of the biggest risk factors for it. And so I encourage, um, well, just in general, regardless of you having psoriasis or not, uh, to uh, avoid um, tobacco. Don't start smoking if you don't smoke. Same would be for vaping and any other inhaled um, substance. Uh, and if you are a smoker, a smoker, please get help. We can help you. We've got good tools and the blessing of God combined with those tools can help give success uh, for quitting tobacco use. And so I want to encourage that as one point. There are a number of other topical um, lotions and creams that usually have steroids of various strength. They incorporate it. Um, shampoos included that can be placed on the scalp to treat the different types of psoriasis on the skin. So um, those can be uh, treated with that. And that's where really a dermatologist's expertise is very helpful in guiding and directing uh, the therapies for that. The other one that um, can be used is um, ultraviolet light for treatment of it too. And then one of the big challenges that many patients have with um, psoriasis is especially if you have erythrodermic psoriasis where it covers a very, very large uh, proportion of the body, is um, the skin care because you can lose a lot of um, fluid, a lot of water uh, across the skin. We have to remember the skin is the largest organ in the body. So we think about the heart, we think about the lungs, we think about the liver, we think about kidneys. Those are different organs in our body. Skin is actually the largest one, and it protects us from losing all the water, which we're roughly made up of 70% of water in our body. So it's like a big plastic bag, in a sense, that breathes. It's a fascinating (laughs) organ. And so if you start losing layer after layer of skin because of the psoriasis, you can come be very dehydrated, um, increased risk for infections, which we may need to treat with antibiotics, but an emollient, okay, so like petroleum jelly is a good example, that can help uh, limit the loss of fluid uh, from the water, or from the skin. So those are some of the key treatment modalities. Right. The, you know, we have been told that the ultraviolet um, sun rays, they're actually cancerogenic. And all of a sudden we're telling them, no, they're very good for psoriasis. So some patients are like, what do you mean by that? We do certainly encourage some sun exposure. <clears throat> it's the narrow band of ultraviolet rays that are very good for psoriatic patients. Uh, please enjoy some sun baths, especially here in Guam, early in the morning um, before maybe 9, 10 in the morning, and then mm. after 4, 5, um, please do take the benefit. And I think it's a good point. The sun exposure is important for regenerating our sleep hormones, of melatonin. It's important for our mood. And skin regeneration, and vitamin skin, D. Right, and then we need vitamin D for our bones, so we can't live as a hermit inside of our building. And it's fascinating to me is how many people are vitamin D deficient, even though we live on an island with sun exposure or sun year-round. So be careful to ensure that you get some sun exposure um, every day uh, to help with that. So we will continue. I'm just very curious if you see more psoriasis or you see more patients with psoriatic arthritis, but we'll talk about that after the break. Yeah, we'll talk about that after the break. Thank you. If you have a question um, and you want to call it in, Go ahead and call us. If you're on Guam, call the number 671-472-1111. That's 671-472-1111. In the CNMI, you can call us at 670-323-1113. That's 670-323-1113. Send us a message via text, via WhatsApp, or signal at 671-686-9999. That's 671-686-9999. And we're streaming to Facebook as well, so leave your questions in the comment section below or send it to us via Messenger, and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Don't go anywhere. Total Health Live will be here for another half hour. 
We're just going to break. We'll see you right after the break. The Saipan Seventh-day Adventist Clinic has been serving the community of Saipan since 1972, providing excellent dental care based on Christian principles. The clinic is located on Quartermaster Road in Chalanlaulau and can be reached by phone at 670-234-6323. You may call them Monday to Thursday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. or on Fridays from 8 a.m. to 12 noon. The Saipan Seventh-day Adventist Clinic is here to serve you. There will never be a second, minute, hour, or day when you will not need the grace of God. He speaks peace in the middle of daily stress. Temptation loses its power in His presence. Purpose is defined when He is near. Don't wait a second, minute, hour, or day to call on His name. He hears, He's close, and He's always available. Be encouraged. Joy FM. In uncertain times. God, please help me because it's hard. I, my heart is broken. A steady message of hope. It's really pulled me through some tough times. Joy FM. Welcome back. You're listening to Total Health on Joy FM. Call in with your health-related questions to 472-1111 in Guam. If you live in the CNMI, we want to hear from you too. Call 323-1113 or text or WhatsApp us at 686-9999. And now, here's more Total Health. Hi and welcome back to Total Health Live. My name is Rose Trina and in the studio today we have Elena Tanova, nurse practitioner and Dr. Jonathan Thorpe, internal medicine specialist. Uh, for those of you who are just tuning in, we're talking about psoriatic arthritis and psoriasis. So, Dr. Torp, do you first diagnose somebody with psoriasis or you see them that have arthritis and then you figure out it's actually maybe a psoriatic arthritis? Yeah, good question. So, the majority, so the minority of patients with psoriasis will develop psoriatic arthritis. The majority of patients with psoriatic arthritis have psoriasis, okay? So, it's, it's not as difficult to make the psoriatic arthritis diagnosis um, when there's skin findings there. Um, so the bottom line is if you have joint pain that's worse in the morning when you get up, that you have joint pain with swollen joints that look like sausages, pardon me, um, that if you have tenderness around the tendons where the tendons uh, join uh, meet the bone, um, those are all features of an inflammatory arthritis, and you need to be seen. If you have um, inflammatory back pain, which it means in the morning where you have stiffness and pain in your back um, and your hips, those are uh, features where you need to and should be seen by a clinician to establish whether or not you need treatment for uh, inflammatory type of arthritis. And there's a number of different types of inflammatory arthritis, and that's where our expertise comes in to make the diagnosis. But I do want to go over psoriatic arthritis specifically since we're talking about it today. So how do we diagnose psoriasis? Is it just like the way it looks um, like Correct. clinically? So the clinical diagnosis of psoriasis is just the physical exam, and you're like, that looks like psoriasis. Um, of course, biopsies can be taken, and the dermal pathologist can uh, then look under the microscope to establish it. But for the most part, psoriasis um, can be diagnosed clinically without biopsies being obtained. Um, psoriatic arthritis is, again, a clinical diagnosis, that is based on a number of different criteria. So one is that you have the classic psoriatic rashes um, and skin findings. And so that could be kind of that plaque kind of stuck on appearance to the skin with that silver lining look to it. Um, if you have um, thickening of the nails, cracking of the nails, pitting of the nails, where you have little tiny holes in the nails, those are all very classic findings of um, psoriatic nail changes. Um, if you um, have what's called as dactylitis. So dactylitis is a swollen um, uh, finger. finger or toe. So it goes right from the, from the joint where it joins your finger joins your hand 
um, right down kind of to the tip of your finger. The same for your toe, where, where the, from the foot to the toe where that joint is, the metatarsal joint, um, where there's swelling from there all the way down. And it looks like a sausage. I mean, that's, we literally call it sausage digits, okay? <laughs> and so it's red, it's inflamed, it's swollen, it's tender to touch, it looks gnarly. I mean, those are all classic features of the sausage digit that we see um, with dactylitis that is can be caused by uh, psoriasis. And then um, the other thing is, you know, lab criteria and imaging criteria. So we find some fairly specific findings on imaging that can be found, and then there's some associated findings on labs that we can also look for to see. I won't get into details because it's out of the scope here, but the point is that when you see a doctor, they may order labs, they may order uh, x-rays to determine whether or not this is psoriatic arthritis or not psoriatic arthritis. And unfortunately, it does change the structures of the, of the bones. It can even change the shape of the bones. It, it can be completely crippling for a patient, so it can destroy the joint uh, completely. And that's where, you know, I want to encourage patients to seek care early. If you have psoriasis and you have joint pain, seek care sooner than later because you very well could have psoriatic arthritis changes that are permanent. These are not reversible. Once you have the changes, no matter treatment, et cetera, you just will not regain the function of that joint. And so sometimes people have to end up going... Um, and end up getting, you know, extra, uh, or I should say not extra, but having to receive joint uh, surgery, joint replacements because of the um, changes that can happen with it. So once I have psoriasis and if I develop psoriatic arthritis, is that something for me to do or can I just, uh, you know, prevent any exacerbations or like having the complete destruction of my joints. Right. So and really the question is, what is the treatments for this? Is that what I hear you saying? Like, can I prevent those deformities that can take place with psoriatic arthritis? Right, right, right. So <clears throat> there are a number of different therapies available, and I'm going to cover a few of them just so that patients listening um, know what the options are. So... Um, Non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs such as ibuprofen, Motrin, naproxen, Aleve, um, Advil, um, though that class of drugs for limited disease, limited peripheral disease, is the first-line therapy. So that may be enough. If you have um, not significant joint involvement, you don't have any evidence of joint destruction, you have minimal joint um, inflammation, that may be enough. Um, and you have good kidney function, you don't have liver failure, liver problems, or heart problems, then we can put you on that category of drugs. But for many patients, because of the comorbid risk factors from, of diabetes, of heart disease, that psoriasis increases your risk for and are found in common with psoriasis, you can't use that as its only therapy. And so we have a number of different um, immune-modifying drugs, disease-modifying drugs that affect uh, that target the immune system in some way. And so we break those into two big categories. One is called biologic disease-modifying anti-rheumatic therapies, and one is called non-biologic DMARDs, or disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drugs. And so um, the and steroids would be the third, fourth kind of category. Chronic steroid therapy is not healthy. Okay, so it increases your risk for bone loss, um, thinning of your bones, which ultimately results in something called osteoporosis. And osteoporosis is a bad disease to deal with. I mean, it ends up you break a lot of bones and have a lot of problems from it. So I don't. I want to encourage. Um, listeners, not to be on long-term chronic steroid therapy. If you are under the close supervision of a physician and you're doing everything possible to prevent the bone loss, but bone loss isn't the only risk that comes with it. Ulcers and uh, a long list of complications from from, psoriasis, uh, from steroids. So we try not to get people onto steroid-sparing agents um, where they're not having to use the steroids. Yeah, and many of those patients, they are also on medications that can increase the risk. Even some of the 
blood pressure medication can increase your risk, like mm-hmm. beta blockers, mm-hmm. ACE inhibitors. For psoriasis. So for Correct. psoriasis. So I am just wondering, okay, apart from pharmacological treatment, is there anything else I can do? Like, would you encourage a patient with psoriatic arthritis to exercise, for example. Sure. So we're going to get to that in a second, if you don't mind. I just want to finish up the kind of the therapy discussion. So coming back to the biologic therapy injection uh, options, there are a number available. Um, they are newer agents, and therefore they're more expensive. Um, but they do help reduce the risk for disease progression and pain and suffering that you have from it. So um, they are effective. They come in tablet form. They come in injection form. Some injections are once a week. Some are every once every other week, sometimes once a month, depending on which therapy um, you are recommended to, to pursue. I would encourage listeners, if you're prescribed these drugs, um, to work with the uh, the foundations, the drug foundations, to help provide cost of coverage because they can be very expensive um, for patients to afford. And, and so, and your insurance company may not cover the whole cost, but there are a number of different foundations out there, including something called creakyjoints.com, uh, which is a, a patient resource um, for arthritis in general and has information on psoriatic arthritis and um, links to other foundations that can have um, provided it. So bottom line is that we have a number of different treatment options available. You don't have to suffer, and you don't have to um, have loss of function and, and worsening of the of the joint itself. So seeking early care, it is highly recommended. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is great that we have medications that we can help. And we have more and more medications. You know, science is trying to discover uh, some way um, that we can prevent this uh, destructive, you know, um, debilitating condition. Um, But I will still bring you back to the fact that maybe um, we can try in a different way apart from our pharmacological treatment. Right, 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 absolutely. And I wanted to just touch on that so that listeners are available of treatment options. But yes, there are things you can do. Even moderate weight loss has been shown to help reduce um, the uh, severity of the psoriasis and also the psoriatic arthritis. Just think about it. It's a simple mechanics. If you have less weight on the joints, whether it be osteoarthritis, which is the wear and tear arthritis, or psoriatic arthritis, inflammatory type that we're discussing today, if you have less weight, then you're less likely to have joint pain and joint damage. So even mild to moderate, 5 to 10 pounds can go a long ways in helping reduce your symptoms um, of pain from the arthritis. So weight loss is one step. Right. And when we exercise as well, we build stronger bones. We do. At the same time, we lose less Mm -hmm. calcium. Right. Yeah, so that's good for prevention of conditions like osteoporosis, which women are particularly at risk, increased risk to, to contracting and developing. Yeah. That's very good. So, so um, exercise, so then the natural question after that is, well, what type of exercise? So um, what we don't want to do is hard exercise where you're banging the joints, you know, running really hard um, and just repeatedly kind of inflaming the joints. So low-intensity exercise. Water aerobics. Thankfully, we live on an island with water all around it. So there's plenty of options for water-based aqua therapy. We'll continue the discussion after the break. That's fantastic. If you have a question, call it in at 671-472-1111. That's 671-472-1111. Um, if you're calling from the CNMI, that's Saipan, Tinian, or Rhoda, call us at 670-323-1113. That's 670-323-1113. You can send us a message via text via WhatsApp or signal at 671-686-9999. That's 671-686-9999. It's free from the CNMI. And if you're tuned in via Facebook, go ahead and leave your message in the comment section below or send it to us via Messenger and we'll get right back to you. Um, Don't go anywhere. We've only got a few minutes left of today's show. We'll see you right after the break.
Painter's tape keeps you painting inside the lines. A handle keeps you cooking without burning your fingers. An electrical cord keeps the power safely moving from where it was to where you need it to be. God's Spirit can show you how to stay within the lines of God's will, cool in the heat of life's most scorching trials, and provides the power to move you from where you are to where you need to be. Get God access every day for the rest of your life. Joy FM. Looking for a school that provides quality Christian education at an affordable price? A school where your child will receive personal attention from caring and qualified teachers? Come to Saipan Seventh-day Adventist School. Their new Combined Child Development Center and elementary campus is located in Chalanquiza, behind the mobile gas station. Registration is open for toddlers 18 months to 8th grade, and scholarships are available for qualified applicants. Call them at 234-7326. You can also visit their website, school. And we're back with more Total Health. Give us a call with your medical questions. Number to call in Guam is 472-1111. If you're in the seat of mind, the number to call is 323-1113. Or you can text or WhatsApp us at 686-9999. Now back to the program. Hi, and welcome back to Total Health Live. Um... Today we're talking about psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis, and I believe right before the break we were talking about exercise. Yes, we realized the benefit from exercise, and, and we highly recommend it with anybody that has any inflammatory condition. You know, there are things that we can do to improve our uh, immune system, and certainly exercise if we can qualify and classify it as a medication it's like it reaches like the highest rank if there is like a medication that can help with almost every condition that should be the exercise but there are also many things that we can do for um, you know those psoriatic uh, patches that we have even apple cider vinegar has been found to be very beneficial it less irritates the skin believe it or not and especially when it is on the scalp that's something um, it is recommended even from the literature to try. Um, it is important when we have those dry patches, dry, dry patches, like exfoliating, that we can somehow moist the area around it. So I don't know if uh, uh, some of our listeners have seen, but people with uh, psoriasis, they can put some emollients and then they can wrap it. They can wrap it in order to capture that moisture that can benefit uh, and relieve certainly their symptoms. Turmeric has, has been really found very, very alleviating of the symptoms. And it's like actually the first thing nowadays that we can really recommend to our patients. Tea tree oil is very helpful. Soaking in oats, just uh, the oats, you know, when we have this uh, texture after it, they have been moistened, it is very good to apply on the patches and... Of course, omega-3. Where can we go without the omega-3? They are also very highly recommended for those, um, for these conditions. So, Dr. Torp, is there something we can do that those patches will go away completely and forever? Yeah, so I, I've seen um, psoriasis improve significantly with making some radical changes to the, one's diet. Again, not everything is solved by diet. There's sometimes it just, no matter what you make changes to, even if you've cut out the tobacco, cut out the alcohol, and, and you're eating the cleanest plant-based diet, you still may have some symptoms, but I would say it, it gets you a long ways closer to the finish line than it is. Now, I will make it clear that I don't have any randomized controlled trial, uh, which is one of the higher levels of medical evidence that we have for it to to prove what I've just said, but I'm just general observation. That's what I've noticed repeatedly that that a low inflammatory diet coupled with the smoking cessation, coupled with alcohol avoidance and abstinence, um, can really help with the weight loss, can really help with the control of the and reversal of the disease. So the skin can clear up quite a bit. Um, but that being said, um, sometimes it, it does take the medications, quite often does take medications in addition to it to clear the skin. And yes, I've seen terrible, like full body psoriasis heal um, with the appropriate therapies and with the appropriate treatments. 
And have you seen that remission to stay for like a certain time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No. So there, there is hope. There is hope. I want every, there is always hope. I will always find some way to give hope, no matter how, uh, with the diagnosis that one receives. There's, there's always something that you can find hope in. Uh, for, and our hope is in Christ, if not in, the, in our human bodies and the human ailments that we face, but it's really in Christ who he gives us the greatest hope that we, we look forward to and need every day. Actually, as you're saying that, uh, it uh, reminded me of a Bible verse that, um, you know, Job had to struggle a lot from the Bible. <laughs> That's a with, very good point. You, you know, with leprosy. He had, well, not only lep- well, yeah, he had a skin condition and he had uh, boils on his skin. On top of that. Yeah, pretty and, painful. Wow. Yes. And while he was in this, uh, you know, deepest, like the, the darkest moment in his life, yet he turned his eyes towards the sky and he said, even after my skin is destroyed, yet from my flesh I shall see God, mm. whom I myself shall behold, mm. and whom my eyes will see, and not another. My heart faints within me with this view. Isn't that amazing? It is. And it's a very good encouragement for all of our listeners and patients that are struggling with psoriasis. Even if your skin... You know, even if you have a condition, even if, um, you know, everything looks like very dark around you and you don't see the right remedy and you don't see the right outcome, yet in our flesh we can still see God because God's plans for us are greater than what we can imagine. Amen. And through every pain and every struggle we go, physically or mentally, God can reverse it in his amazing way. Mm-hmm. Every illness can teach us a lesson mm-hmm. and can help us to grow closer to him. And if we grow closer to him mentally and physically, we do you know, our part, we improve our lifestyle, we will certainly see less of those conditions. But even if we have them, we still have and we put our trust in God that mm-hmm. he will give us a relief and help. On yeah, I think time. that's a beautiful point that in the midst of Job's suffering, with a dermatological condition, uh, he turned and acknowledged the God of the universe and uh, turned to him in his greatest need. Right. And he was that in that condition that he had to like scratch himself all the time. Mm-hmm. And his wife, when she looked at his pitiful condition, she said, just, you know, curse the Lord and right. just, just finish, like, <laughs> stop this ordeal. And he said, what are you saying? I still can see my Lord yeah. in every, everything I'm going through. And yeah. did God reward Job? He blessed him immensely um, yeah. after, after the ordeal was done. Right. So there is a blessing in every ordeal we are going through. Even if we have like a, a psoriasis that covers the entire body, we can still see the Lord providing, constantly bringing new doctors to us, new therapies, looking for remedies, and God will find the way for any one of us Amen. if we trust in Amen. Him. And it's been really good to be here today um, with um, you today uh, on Total Health. I'm uh, glad to be back as a guest. I'm looking forward to the next time again. Thank you, Dr. Torb. That was very helpful. Talking about autoimmune diseases, it's not a very common topic, but we are so glad that we were able to talk about something as uh, painful and difficult to treat uh, as psoriasis. And so we encourage many of our patients when they're in doubt and they don't know what to do or they have tried different remedies, they can come and seek help. We are willing to help, listen to their stories, and certainly help them with their struggles. Absolutely, absolutely. I look forward to being back again in the future with you on Total Health Radio. Thank you, Elena, and thank you, Dr. Thorpe, for coming in today. And we also want to say thank you to all of our listeners as well. Um, We look forward to seeing you. Total Health is done for today, but we're here every Wednesday. So tune in again next week, Wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m. for more Total Health. God bless. Be sure to check with your doctors before making any sudden life changes discussed today. Total Health is brought to you in partnership with Guam 7-Day Adventist Clinic, where health is their mission. We look forward to seeing you next Wednesday. 
Thank you and see Jewish Masi for listening to Total Health right here on Joy FM.